The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Wednesday, September 27th. Right now, we are talking about some legitimate reasons that fans should be or could be pessimistic about the Jaguars. I'm personally not super pessimistic. After three weeks, I think it's still too early in the season to start making rash judgments. But based on what we have seen through three games in 2023, I do think it's fair for fans to have pessimism about what has happened so far, to be disappointed, to be upset, to be angry about the Jaguars being one and two and losing two straight games at home, two straight games that they probably should have won had they not made so many damn unforced errors, right? So I get why people are pessimistic. I get why people are angry. And today we are going to look at some valid reasons for pessimism, for a pessimistic outlook on the Jaguars and the rest of their season. Tomorrow, I'll outline reasons for optimism as well. Reasons why I'm personally more optimistic than a lot of folks are. Just kind of wanted to give a big picture look at where the Jaguars are at after a disappointing 1-2 and two start to the season. Two straight home games you probably should have won or at least been able to compete at a little bit higher level, especially on the offensive side of the ball, right? So we'll dive into it. I really appreciate y'all tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out ginjag.com slash shop, pick up some new Duval gear. Again, really appreciate y'all being here. So I think looking at the offense, let's start with the offensive line. The offensive line for the Jaguars has been suspect to average at best for most of this young season, right? especially the interior of the offensive line. You've had really good play from Walker Little. You've had some ups and downs from Anton Harrison, who's a rookie at right tackle. Of course, you're going to have some ups and downs when you've got a a rookie playing on the the outside there at right tackle. But, you know, I like Ben Barch. I liked Luke Fortner a lot in the draft. And Brandon Sheriff, we all know the level that he can play at, right? But it's not firing on all cylinders at all on the interior for the Jaguars right now. And if they don't show signs of growth in week four against the Atlanta Falcons defensive front, which is a pretty damn good defensive front, I say maybe it's time to switch some things up. Uh, Maybe Shatley at center. Uh, I just don't think Luke Fortner is really moving the needle at all in year two right now. I think he's okay. But could Tyler Shatley bring a little bit more stability potentially? Maybe. I mean, he's not as physically gifted as Luke Fortner, but can he potentially play better football right now for the Jaguars? Maybe. A team that needs to win games right now? Yeah, maybe. Um, Walker Little, I think once Cam Robinson returns, you put him at left guard. He's the only tackle the Jaguars have right now among the guys that could start at tackle. Anton Harrison, Cam Robinson, Walker Little. He's the only one that they've actually given reps in practice at guard. So I think once Cam Robinson comes back from that suspension following week four and he will travel with the team to London, 
So he'll be able to play in week five in all likelihood. I think that Walker Little playing left guard, Cam Robinson playing left tackle, maybe Tyler Shatley at center, maybe that works for you. Maybe that's better. I don't know. I really don't. And again, Anton Harrison, while I'm a huge fan of him, huge fan of his game, extremely young player right now, a guy who's been dealing with some nagging injuries, some little things popping up here and there, he's going to have ups and downs. He's a rookie. So the Jaguars, in my opinion, when you look at this offensive line, I think they could have and should have done more along the offensive line in the offseason. And they did bring in Josh Wells to play some tackle for them, but again, that wouldn't help the interior. That would be depth along the um, along the exterior of the offensive line at tackle. Josh Wells would be. But once he was injured, they could have easily done something to supplement there too, um, and they didn't. I think that they should have looked at bringing in a guard in the draft. I really do. I don't know why they were more keen on just adding depth instead of trying to upgrade potentially um, what they have. Because look, Tyler Shatley and Ben Bartsch, while I do like both of them, they are both on expiring contracts in 2023. So it's not like you couldn't have added someone for the future that could also potentially help you in the present. I don't know. I think that it's fair to be pessimistic about the Jaguars' offensive line. And this isn't to say that the Jaguars' offensive line um, can't allow a functional offense, but they cannot reach their ceiling offensively with this offensive line, in my opinion, the way they're playing right now. And the ceiling is getting more vertical because right now everything is short. Everything is get the ball out quickly. And I think a lot of that has to do with the offensive line not giving Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, the time he needs to throw the ball deep and to get through his reads. I think he's trying to get the ball out as quick as possible. And now part of that is this offense. Doug Peterson wants to get the ball out quick usually. But they do not look like they feel confident in the ability for Trevor Lawrence to be able to sit back there and get through reads and push the ball down the field consistently. I don't think that they have been dialing that up quite as much as you would if you had an offensive line performing at a high level. And look, Houston Texans, they had four of their five starters out, and their offensive line was still able to protect C.J. Stroud. So for me, I do think the offensive line is concerning. Again, not that they can't execute a functional game plan with this offensive line, but that they cannot reach their ceiling, in my opinion, with this offensive line, the way it's currently constructed, the way they're currently playing. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think staying on the offensive side of the ball, the pass catchers, the Jaguars have one of the highest paid tight ends in football, three receivers that are all getting paid over $8 million a year, and they lead the NFL in drops through three weeks. Calvin Ridley was supposed to elevate this offense. Leads the NFL in drops. Christian Kirk, your highest paid receiver. One of the highest paid guys on the entire team. He's tied for fifth in the NFL in drops. Tank Bigsby, who was drafted as a running back depth in the third round. I'm a big fan of his game. But he's dropping the ball at a high clip too. One of those drops led to a turnover, right? What the hell is going on with these guys? Like, Tank Bigsby looked like he had tremendous hands all through camp in the preseason, and you saw it at Auburn as well. When he was asked to catch the football last year, he made some damn good catches for them. Christian Kirk, what's the deal with the drops? Had two drops against the Chiefs. Calvin Ridley, two drops against the Chiefs. Two drops against the Texans. Dropped a huge touchdown that would have swung momentum in the game that could have potentially changed the game against the Texans early on could have completely changed the trajectory of that football game. Now look, again, I've said I'm more optimistic because I believe that the talent's there. I think they can get this thing turned around. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But right now, these pass catchers are not getting the job done for Trevor Lawrence. His offensive line is not giving them enough time to try to take a lot of deep shots. And the wide receivers, the tight ends, pass catchers, not getting the job done at a high level, leading the league in drops. It's unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable. The pass rush, outside of Josh Allen, the pass rush is toothless right now. Has Trayvon been a bad player through three weeks? No, absolutely not in my opinion. But has he been an impact pass rusher? Also, no. You see the guy everybody wanted them to draft with number one overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, went number two to the Lions, gifted Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions because that's a guy right now that is getting the job done in multiple ways as a pass rusher and a run blocker in a big way. You're not seeing that from Trayvon Walker yet. And look, Trayvon Walker was always going to take longer to develop than Aiden Hutchinson. He was not the same level of player that Aiden Hutchinson was coming out of college. He's a better athlete overall, freakier size, length, speed, all that stuff. But was he a better football player? Absolutely not. You know, Caleb on chase on is your edge three right now. Has he been impactful in any way? No. Yasir Abdullah is a fifth round rookie. That's it. That's all you've got at edge. That's it. You're telling me that Arden Key was too expensive? I'm calling BS on that one. And I'm not optimistic about the, the pass rush. I'll tell you that much right now. I'm not. Um, I do think Trayvon Walker will have some splash games here and there in the pass rush throughout the year. I do think Josh Allen is a very good football player, but that's not enough. That's absolutely not enough. And the Jaguars had the resources, the opportunity to bring back Arden Key, to bring in someone else. They still have the resources and the opportunity to do that, right? 
You could find a trade partner potentially. Obviously, it takes two to tango. But you've got better and edge players that have proven to be more effective and impactful on the open market right now than the guys you have behind Josh Allen. Bottom line. And then you look at the entire team, just finding different ways to lose week to week. Fullback return touchdowns, check. Missed kicks, checked. Blocked kicks, check. Busted coverages, check. Dropped touchdown passes, check. Penalties that negate winning plays on money downs, check. Controversy with the play calling, check. These are all fair reasons to be pessimistic about the Jaguars moving forward in 2023, and I don't blame anyone for being pessimistic. I personally am fairly optimistic. Again, I've said that a couple times. Not like I was before the Jaguars got embarrassed by the Houston Texans, but I am still fairly optimistic. The clock is ticking, though. There's no doubt about that. You have to go get one of these London games, at least one of these London games. You cannot exit London and go on the logistical stretch that you're going to have after that, which is going to be very challenging. You have a Sunday game, then a Thursday game. It's going to be tough if you're one and four. I just think that that would be close to close to impossible odds to come back from. And we've seen the Jaguars under Doug Peterson come back from close to impossible odds many times throughout the 2022 campaign. But do you want to do that every year? Can you do that every year? Probably not. You definitely don't want to. You probably can't. Can't. Uh, it's just that's not way, the way the NFL works. You're putting yourself in that type of hole every single year. It's not going to work out the way you want it to. They found magic in 2022. So far in 2023, they have not. And they need to get right quickly in London. The Atlanta Falcons are not going to be a super easy team to beat. They have a, a good defense overall, a sound defense, a talented defense, a tremendous running game, a good offensive line. Offensive line that struggled a little bit in week three against the Lions, but a, a talented offensive line nonetheless. Their biggest question is that quarterback. And one of the reasons I'm not pessimistic right now about the Jaguars is their quarterback and their head coach. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. I really appreciate y'all tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Let me know what you think. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can also leave a comment in the comment section below on YouTube. If you want to support the channel further, you can check out ginjag.com shop and pick up some new Duval gear. Again, really appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.